Planning for your financial future is a lot like solving a puzzle. Sometimes it's simple, like a jigsaw puzzle. You have all the pieces and you just need to find out how they all fit together to reveal the solution. But sometimes planning for retirement is more like a crossword puzzle. You don't even know the answers to some of the clues, let alone how they all fit together. Like how much can I expect to get from Social Security? How much income do I need in retirement? Or how much risk is appropriate? That's why certified financial planner Dan Capril is here to host Solving the Financial Puzzle. On today's show, we want you to learn more about finding the right answers to your financial questions and how those answers can fit together to bring you more peace of mind. So get ready. Solving the Financial Puzzle starts now. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Solving the Financial Puzzle. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Dan Capril, who is a certified financial planner and your local wealth coach right here in Cincinnati and Dayton, serving you in the surrounding communities as well. Dan is the person to turn to here in the area if you're looking to put together a more secure financial plan. We'll tell you all about how to do that coming up on today's show. But first of all, Dan, thanks for being here. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Just got back from a couple days in Memphis, the home of the blues. Enjoyed that immensely. Didn't actually see as much of it as I wanted to, so i got a reason now to go back. But uh, it's definitely more of a nighttime town than Nashville, which Nashville, you can have music 24-7. But uh, now, great time. I hope those of you who might have property in um, in the Carolinas, a lot of people in this area go to Hilton Head. I hope uh, I hope you guys survived that okay. Your property survived it. I, I talked to a few of my clients yesterday who live out in that area, and um, it got a little rough, but it um, seems like other than trees, though, wasn't too bad. So, tough time. Yeah, my folks who are on the coast of North Carolina made it out really just fine, and they kind of got spared very nicely just with the way the storm curved last week. But folks a little further inland and also South Carolina, of course, definitely got hit pretty hard. So yeah, uh, definitely thinking about those folks and, and hoping for the best, like you said, for everybody's uh, vacation homes down there, or just the spots that you're used to going and seeing. And uh, hopefully every, you know, there have been worse storms in the area. Right. So we've recovered before. I think it'll, uh, it'll happen again. I do want to go back to your Memphis mention real quickly before mm-hmm. we get into the meat and potatoes sure. of today's show. Did you try the Memphis barbecue? I did. Uh, Central Barbecue is the famous one down there, and I definitely um, gorged myself. <laughs> <laughs> I also tried a local drink called a diver. Ooh. And actually, I, a drink, it it's actually should be plural because they serve the diver in a bucket. And they fill the bucket up with just about everything you could imagine, from beer to wine Wow. Uh, there was Meat rum in there, there was vodka time. in there, and they give you a whole bunch of straws. And so everybody at your table grabs a straw, and let's just say the men did fine. The, the ladies in our group, they, they were a little more challenged by it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, is, uh, that is quite the drink. But yeah, That's I love dry rub barbecue, so I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, it's worth going just for the food, let alone the blues. Well, glad to hear that. Glad you had a good trip. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into today's show. Here's what's coming up. We're going to be talking about the greatest generation. We're talking about, of course, you know, the folks who lived through the Great Depression as children and teenagers, fought in World War II and raised families during the 50s and 60s and embodied some great financial values. We're going to learn from that generation to kind of see what we can apply to today's financial understanding. That's coming up on today's show. Also, some of the things that your advisor should be doing. We're going to point them out so that you can kind of tell, you know what, my advisor's not doing these things. 
and then we'll tell you why that's kind of a bad thing if they're not keeping you up to date on some of these essential items. We'll tell you all about that, plus tales from the tax side on the way, too. But first, we'll take your questions here on the local listener line. This first one is from Tom in Loveland. By the way, you can submit a question to the show by going to quizdan.com. Tom says, my wife is 11 years younger than me. I don't say this to brag, sure, Tom, (laughs) but to ask what I should be doing to make sure she's okay financially after I'm gone, since she'll probably outlive me by several years. It's perfectly okay to brag, Tom. As, I, as one of my friends once asked me in a similar situation, he said, are you jealous? I said, no, I'm impressed. So <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, age disparity is definitely something you have to be mindful of. I mean, look, even if there's not an age disparity, I mean, we all know statistically women tend to live a little bit longer than men. So it is important, although in the case of that much of an age disparity, it literally just comes down to, is the nest egg going to last longer? I mean, if you... Tom, let's say you retired at 62 and your wife, therefore, retires with you at 51. Well, then the money's going to have to last a lot longer because of that. I mean, she could theoretically be looking at a 40-year retirement. So it's going to be very important that you weigh in that. You don't just go with your life expectancy, but you go with hers. We generally like to plan and assume that the, um, the youngest spouse, whether it be man or woman, is going to live to age 90. I don't want to assume they're not going to live long because obviously if you're wrong, you're going to run out of of cash. So that's definitely going to have to be taken into consideration. You're also going to have to take into consideration the tax implications long term. If you've got a lot of your money sitting in 401ks, IRAs, 403bs, if tax rates go up in the future, you're going to have even less money and that's going to affect your wife even more. So there is no one simple answer. I will tell you that it's also very likely that you might want to consider maintaining some form of life insurance during retirement, because that way, if indeed you do spend down your assets during your lifespan, if you have a permanent policy in place, well, that could ultimately protect her about any loss of revenue. Classic planning situation. I mean, really, I hate to say it, the answer is you really need just a comprehensive study that looks at everything. But the factors that you need to be considering are going to be longevity in terms of how that's going to affect things inflation-wise, how that's going to affect things tax-wise. And if you're not getting this type of comprehensive analysis, you really do need it. Um, You need an analysis that weighs these things out, looks at things mathematically. You also need to consider a number of things as it relates to your estate plan. I, I don't know if this is your first marriage or second marriage, but We'll very often work with clients where there is an age disparity and it's the second marriage. And if there are children from the first marriage, well, then that requires some additional estate planning work that addresses the the, the children from the first marriage because the, the, the circumstances are different. So you got a lot of issues here to work with. There is no one quick and easy answer for that. You know, my advice would be, you know, if you don't work with somebody you know, just come on in, let us sit, talk, let's see what you're doing. If ultimately we need to help you develop a strategy that weighs all these factors out, we'll be happy to do that for you. Great question, Tom. And if you have a similar question, you can get in touch with Dan Capril and his team right here in the Cincinnati and Dayton areas at Matson and Capril by calling 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-784-9326. And again, we might feature your question if you go to quizdan.com to submit one. Harris in Cincinnati's got one for you, Dan. Harris says, my husband feels strongly that we should have a living trust, but I really don't think it's worth all the cost and work. Do you think a living trust makes sense? 
Well, great question, Harris. First of all, let's define what is meant by a living trust. Generally speaking, if you own something outright throughout your life, maybe your, your real estate, your bank account, or your investment portfolio, and it's titled to you personally, it's not an IRA or anything like that, upon your death, if, you don't have, if, if, if it's on your name and all you have is a will, then what happens is the will will indicate who gets it. Now, in order for that to happen, the court supervises that, and that's called probate. The probate process overlooks your will, allows creditors to surface if they feel that you owe them money. They can make a claim against your assets, and then the assets are distributed according to how you laid it out in the will. It's essentially a letter to a judge. The downside with probate is, well, there's, there's a few of them. Number one, it can be costly. Number two, it can be slow. Nine months to a year, not unusual. And it's also a matter of public record. So if you don't want people to know how your assets were distributed, well, you wouldn't want to go the will route because it's going to be, it's going to be a court record. Now, living trusts have come in vogue largely because they allow you to avoid probate. You, instead of titling your house to yourself or in, instead of titling your investment portfolio to yourself, you title it to your living trust. So in my case, we have the Dan and Beth Capril Living Trust. And all of our assets that are not IRAs or life insurance are in the living trust. They're titled to the trust. Now, I can untitle them to the trust just as easily. But the point is, is upon my death now, there is no probate. Those assets are immediately distributed. Now, there's other ways you can avoid probate. But the nice feature about the living trust is it also allows you to put conditions. So, for example, in our case, we have one child. He's 22 years old. Great young man but not quite ready to receive the entire inheritance if, God forbid, something happened to me and Beth tomorrow. So the living trust puts restrictions on the distribution of assets to him. He can have some now. He can have some, I think the, the next trigger point is 30, and then the last trigger point is 35. At age 35, he'll then have access to the full trust. In the meantime, he'll be a co-trustee with my sister-in-law, so he needs her approval. And if they can't agree, then I've actually named a third party to settle those grievances. So because I have a situation where I have a young person as my sole inheritor, I've put restrictions on the inheritance and hence a living trust is needed. Now, if I didn't need those restrictions, then no. But I will tell you this, voiding probate is a good thing. I believe that you should always try to avoid probate if you can. And therefore, the living trust might be applicable to you. The important thing, Harris, if you're going to draw up such a strategy, make sure you're working with a specialist. You know, I have a, an attorney who's my business attorney, great business attorney. I would not let him do my estate plan. I have a different attorney for that. It's just like doctors. I'm not going to let my MD work on my knee. I'll let the orthopedic do that. So it's important that you have a specialist. But they do make sense. This, the key is do they make sense for you? Do your circumstances require that level of customization? best thing you can do, too, is you can attend workshops. A lot of attorneys give workshops throughout the year that will talk about them as well. But I do like them. If you have more questions on that, you can give me a holler, and I'll be happy to talk you through the process even more. Uh, you can just call me at 844-QUIZ-DAN if you'd like. Some of the good basics on a living trust. Great question. Harris, thanks for submitting that one. 844-QUIZ-DAN. Again, that number to reach Dan Capril and his team at Matson and Capril. 844 844- 784-9326. One more question from one of our listeners here in the area. Dan, this one comes to us from Alicia in Delhi. Alicia says, I recently attended a dinner seminar to learn about annuities. The speaker made it sound like they are the perfect investment. Do you agree? 
Well, I mean, let's face it, Alicia, there's no such thing as a perfect investment. Everything comes with pros and cons. So if that is how you left that dinner seminar, be careful. First of all, let's understand what these dinner seminars are. They're giving you free food and they're hoping at least one of you, but really they'll be happy if one of you buys an annuity because annuities generally will pay them, you know, some in the neighborhood of 7%. So if one of you comes to the dinner seminar and you, you buy a, you know, you put $2,000 in an annuity, well, that's a $14,000 commission, which means you paid for dinner for everybody in that room. So there is no such thing as a perfect investment, but also let's understand the motivation behind these workshops. Uh, by contrast, when we do a workshop, uh, we only talk about planning and we give away water. But needless to say, the point you need to understand about annuities is there are pros and cons. On the pro side, they, they do provide you a level of stability and that they'll, you know, in, in, in the case of um, fixed annuities, they will not give you a negative rate of return. On the downside, they're not going to give you a particularly high rate of return. Even if they show you indexed annuities, which are the new thing where they track a certain index like the S&P 500, you don't get the full return of that index. They can get a little complicated, especially when you start drawing money from them. Understand this. Annuities are designed to pay you back no more than the amount of money you gave the insurance company. That's the whole idea here. And in fact, in many cases, you won't get back the full amount of money that you paid the insurance company. Can they play a role in your strategy? Yes. But like every approach, they have a really uh, downside. In my opinion, going to these dinner seminars to learn about annuities would be almost the same as you going to a seminar that is hosted by a, a pharmaceutical company mm. to talk about a particular drug. Something's missing here. Don't we need to get the checkup first? Before we start talking about the drugs, of course. And the same is true when it comes to financial products. Now, we're going to be hosting a workshop this coming Tuesday. Now, we're not going to do it at a restaurant. We're going to do it at a university, Indiana Wesleyan University. It's going to be at 6.30 p.m. The, the workshop is titled Retirement Rescue. And among other things, our main focus for this workshop is going to be talking to you about the steps that you can take to have a tax-free retirement. That the, that the 401ks and the 403bs and the IRAs in your portfolio have yet to be taxed. And they're going to get taxed in the future when you retire. And if tax rates go up, and I got news for you folks, the demographics that we are faced with as a nation almost guarantee that they go up. If tax rates go up in the future, the amount of money that you have in these accounts goes down. Because your real net worth is that which Uncle Sam lets you keep. So right now, we've got a top marginal tax rate of 39.6%. But in the history of the United States, the average top marginal tax rate is 62%. This historical precedence for higher rates. One candidate wants to institute eight different tax brackets. And I promise you, what she's proposing now won't look the same as when she gets in office. Because right now, she's just saying, we're going to tax people who make more than $5 million a year. Problem with that, there aren't too many people who do that. The only way they can boost treasury revenues is to go after the middle class. And that income tax rate that applies to working people also applies to retirees and their retirement accounts. Also understand this. The money that you pull out of 401ks, IRAs, 403bs, the income from that will affect whether or not you pay tax on your Social Security benefits. The good news is there are strategies that you can employ to minimize the taxation on your retirement nest egg. In fact, you might even be able to wipe it out. So my advice is come to our workshop. Now, the way you register for this workshop is to text the word seminar 
to 555-888. Again, it's text word seminar, triple five, triple eight. Now, when you do that, you're going to get an immediate response back from me. You click on that and you enter in the data. When you do that, you're going to be registered for the upcoming workshop. It's this coming Tuesday, the 18th, 6.30 p.m., Indiana Wesleyan University in Westchester, just off of I-75. We've only got a few seats left. The last one we did it at the University of Dayton, we had 100 people sign up for it. So this is obviously an important issue. We're not going to be talking about annuity products. We're not going to be talking about products at all. We're going to be talking about strategy. This is what we do to educate our listeners far more than we can do on a one-hour weekly program. So again, text the word seminar to 555-888. Understand the ways that you can have a tax-free retirement. Again, this is the way that you get in touch with Dan Capril and his team at Matson and Capril to attend that upcoming seminar this week at the Indiana Wesleyan University in Westchester. Text SEMINAR, the word SEMINAR, to 555-888. And then just click on the link and fill out the information. takes like 30 seconds to do all that, and you'll be registered for that event. That's coming up on the 18th this week at Indiana Wesleyan University in Westchester. Text SEMINAR to 555 888. If you don't have a smartphone, you'll want to call and request to come to that seminar. 844-QUIZ-DAN is the number. 844-784-9326. Again, that's simply 844-QUIZ-DAN. Much more coming up on today's show. You're listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle. Stay tuned. With the constantly changing financial landscape, having a written, customized plan for retirement is more important than ever. In the Dayton area, turn to Dan Capril and the team at Matson and Capril. Call 844-784-9326. That's 844-784-9326 to schedule a complimentary review of your financial situation. Thanks for joining us on Solving the Financial Puzzle this week. Walter Storholt here with you again alongside Dan Capril, your local wealth coach here in Cincinnati and Dayton. Dan has offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. You can find out all about the team online by going to quizdan.com. Dan's a certified financial planner. And if you want to get in touch by phone, you can always call 844-QUIZ-DAN. 844-784-9326. There is a seminar that Dan's hosting coming up later this week. We'll give you details on how to get in touch and how to register for that seminar coming up here in just a few moments. But, you know, Dan, I want to talk about what is often deemed the greatest generation. Uh, They lived through the Great Depression as children and teenagers. They fought in World War II and raised families during the 50s and 60s, and they really embodied a lot of positive financial values that we can learn from and incorporate, I think, into our own retirement planning. So, well, you know, it, but I know, I know that you slightly disagree about this being truly the greatest generation, right? <laughs> well, I just say that because they raised the great, the so-called greatest generation raised my generation, the baby boomers, and so I can be critical here. I think the baby boomers are the worst generation that we've ever had. So, <laughs> you know, so therefore, the parenting skills of the greatest uh, generation need to be called into question. But in any event, <laughs> don't offend um, the listener base, Dan. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm so, listen. I'm part of that group. So. But there are certain things I have noticed from that generation. And I think largely because, and this is my parents' generation, I think largely because wealth was rare back then when they grew up. I mean, they really knew what it meant to be poor, what hand-me-down clothing was, what it meant to eat leftovers all week, what it meant to not have any meat at dinner. 
so forth and so on. What it meant never to waste. They understood that. And so as a result, they became somewhat frugal and even logical as it relates to money. Whereas today, a lot of us kind of take affluence somewhat for granted and it can hurt us in the long run. So for example, you know, one thing I've always noticed about that generation is a strong desire to save. That it was just a given that when you got that first job, you set aside at least 10% of your paycheck. And that's something I certainly have tried very hard. And I, you know, I'm proudly to say, I think successfully instilled in my son when he got his first real job this year and graduated from college. I said, look, you can easily live on 90% of whatever you're making. And he agreed. So let's do that. And then just set aside the other save. But also understand this, it's saving. It's not a sprint. It's done over a long period of time. And then you look back over a few years and you're like, holy cow. You know, I've really built up a, ne- a nice nest egg. But they make saving part of their overall habit. And that's something, unfortunately, I don't see enough being done today. You need to really think through what your opportunities are. I've seen some really bad examples where people in their 30s will go out and buy a house they can barely afford. In fact, they can't afford it at all. And the way you know that is because they don't have furniture in all the rooms. And their take-home pay, just almost all of it goes towards housing expenses. By contrast, that greatest generation was notorious for literally buying one house. You bought one house, you paid for it, and you never moved out. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that, but their point was it's housing. You know, we're going to build up our wealth so that we can do other things in our life. So I've always noticed that. The, the, the second thing that I've noticed about that generation is they really do a great job of avoiding debt. They didn't grow up with credit cards. So when the credit cards came out and they saw this 20% interest attached to them, they realized, yeah, this is not good. I think we'll avoid those. In fact, I've, over the years, in terms of counseling them, have tried to say, you know, the use of a credit card, as long as you pay it off every month, can actually be quite good, particularly if you add reward points in and stuff like that. But I like the fact that they've avoided debt. They, you know, they're not inclined to do, you know, second mortgages or anything along those lines. Now, they also grew up in some pretty high interest rate environments. And that's something that we've kind of been lulled to sleep a little bit here because we've had interest rates low for, for so long. But interest rates are not guaranteed to stay low forever. So understand that if you have the habits where you're not relying upon debt, well, then you're not going to be relying upon the cost that goes with it. But the last thing is this generation is an incredibly humble generation. And they did not seek status amongst their peers by being materialistic. In fact, because a lot of them were were very grounded in their faith, they were leery of materialism. And so they did a great job of living within their means. And that's something that we really need to invoke to others. You know, I attack a lot of industries who I think hurt the consumer. Here's another one, the real estate industry. I think the real estate industry, particularly the real estate selling industry, has done more to hurt people than just about any other industry because they perpetuate this myth that you got to buy a house. And the reality is buying a house is far more expensive than renting. When you throw in the taxes and the maintenance costs and all the other things that go with it, it's not even close. But they're constantly, why, you know, why rent when you can own? You're not owning. You're paying interest back to the bank. You're not living within your means. Now, I'm not against home ownership. I own a house. But understand, it's not an investment. It's a lifestyle change. As is an expensive car. As are fancy clothing. You know, it's interesting. If, if you're in your 20s now, when you go to that first big reunion, the 10-year high school reunion, so let's say you're 28 years old or maybe you're 15 when you're 33, that reunion is all about status. 
you know, where do you live? What kind of car you have? Those types of things. And then when you go to that, that 25 or 30 year reunion, none of that even comes up. It's really all about are you happy? But here's the thing I noticed, though, was how many people came to that first one with nice cars. And in 20, 25 years later, they weren't driving nice cars anymore. It caught up to them. The marathon caught up to them. So understand that. These are great principles. Sadly, that so-called greatest generation gets smaller every year because they die. So if you still have a relationship with someone like that, learn from them. Find out from them what it was like growing up in that era. What's the advice that they can embark upon you? It's solid, solid advice. And again, understand that you know, you're planning for the rest of your life. Heck, that could be up to age 90. Take advantage of this great advice that they provide to you. Along those lines, I also want to emphasize that this is the type of advice that we normally share with our listeners at our workshops that we do throughout the year. Now, this coming Tuesday, we've got one coming up at Indiana Wesleyan University. All the workshops that we do are at universities. They're not designed to sell you products. They're designed to educate you. And this particular one is to deal with something that the greatest generation didn't have to deal with quite as much. And that is taxes on your retirement savings. They had pension plans. Now we have 401ks and 403bs. If you want to learn how you can take steps to minimize the taxation on your retirement assets, you want to come to this workshop. It's this coming Tuesday, Indiana Wesleyan University, 6.30 p.m. A couple ways you can register. You can text the word SEMINAR to 555-888. When you do that, you'll get a response back from me with a link. Click on the link, enter in your information. Or you can go to quizdan.com, click on the button that says Quiz Dan, and tell us to send you the information to register you. Or you can give our office a call at 844-QUIZ-DAN. So a number of ways to do it. Very important workshop. We're sitting here with accounts the greatest generation didn't have to deal with. And we're also sitting with some demographical issues that they didn't have to deal with either. Let's take the steps so that you are not affected by the increase in taxes that may be coming in the future. Again, text the word SEMINAR to 555-888. And that will get you registered for that event this week on the 18th at Indiana Wesleyan University in Westchester. Again, that is this coming week on the 18th. And you can register by going to your smartphone and texting the word SEMINAR to 555-888. Just text it to the number 555-888. In the message field, you put the word seminar. Click send. You'll get a link right back, like Dan said. Click on the link. Fill out the information. Takes 30 seconds, and then you're registered for that event. Uh, Spots do fill up quickly, so make sure you don't waste any time texting and uh, getting on the schedule, getting on the calendar to come in and uh, attend that seminar. That's this week. Text SEMINAR to 555-888. And a quick reminder, if you don't have a smartphone, you'll want to call, and that's okay. Just dial the number 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-784-9326. That's 844-QUIZ-DAN. Stay with us. Much more coming up on today's show. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Caprill. Puzzles go by a lot of names. There are jigsaw puzzles, crosswords, word searches, Sudoku, anagrams, trivia, riddles, brain teasers, brain bashers, brain twisters, brain knitters, knotters, and bogglers. You get the idea. It's kind of like financial planners and advisors. A lot of people call themselves a financial advisor, but there are often a lot of differences between these people. Some only sell insurance, some are RIAs, some can't sell stocks, some are RFCs, some are IRA experts, some are chartered retirement planning counselors. The list goes on and on. 
it can be difficult to know who's really a financial planner, who really is going to make decisions in your best interest rather than just what's suitable for you. That's why it's important that you know Dan Capril is a certified financial planner, or CFP for short. CFPs make a career-long commitment to meet the ever-changing needs of their clients. That's the kind of person you want to work with when planning for retirement. So forget all those other riddlers in the financial world and work with the best. Contact Dan Capril at 844-784-9326. That's 844-784-9326. Call 844-QUIZ-DAN. Thanks for joining us on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Once again, today, Walter Storholt here with you alongside Dan Capril, certified financial planner and your local wealth coach throughout Cincinnati, Dayton, and the surrounding communities as well. Dan has three offices in the area, one in Cincinnati, one in Beaver Creek, and even one in northern Kentucky, a convenient location for some of you. Check him out online by going to quizdan.com. Learn all about the team. Again, go to quizdan.com. For more information, you can always call 844 844- quiz Dan with your questions. That's 844-784-9326. You know, Dan, we see a lot of people who aren't getting the kind of advice and service from their financial advisor that they should be. And I think a lot of cases, the advisor is only, I guess, managing the investments is one way we could put it, but they're not really providing guidance in other areas. So I want to talk about some of the things that an advisor should be doing for someone listening to the show today. Yeah, and in fact, a lot of people, that's why they come to our workshops, because they're not getting comprehensive advice. And, of course, the first question I will always ask them is, well, when you took this to your current advisor, what did he tell you? And I get one of two responses. Either I haven't taken it to him, which is a problem. Let's do that. (laughs) But then secondly, well, he doesn't do this type of thing. So, in other words, then he's not an advisor. He's the salesperson of product, right? It's kind of like the difference between a doctor and a pharmacist. You know, the doctor doesn't sell the drugs, the pharmacist does, but the pharmacist doesn't diagnose the problem. The doctor does. So unfortunately, so many people, it's, it doesn't take much to, to call yourself a financial advisor. In fact, you could do, anybody could do it. Now, whether or not you can provide all the services, there are some obstacles there to just about anybody. But, you know, to call yourself a financial advisor, there's no law that's preventing just about, you know, the guy who fixes your car. You know, from calling himself that. As long as you stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night, then. But you will be smarter. There's no. You can call yourself a financial advisor. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, what really is a good advisor? Well, first of all, a good advisor provides his service not based on the sale of a product, just like a doctor. Doctor, when I go see a doctor, you know, they don't. um, If if they don't feel I need surgery or medication, they're not going to prescribe any. That's great. They're objective. They're holistic. And the first thing they're going to do is they're going to look at your taxes. Because if you can lower your taxes, you can increase your net worth immediately without exposing yourself to any additional risk. Now, understand there's a difference between tax planning and tax filing. Tax filing is what you do on April 15th. Tax planning is what you should be doing 365 days a year. What are the proactive steps that you can take to reduce your taxes, if not today, but in the future, particularly when you're retired, when you're having to pull money out of your 401k and your IRA and your 403b, all that money is subject to taxation. And you know what? It's going to affect whether or not your social security benefits get taxed. So what proactive steps is this advisor doing for you so that you don't have to pay taxes there? The second thing is, what is this advisor doing to lower your costs? 
You know, if I can lower my costs, again, I increase my rates of return. In a lot of things in life, when you pay more for something, there's more value. I've got news for you. That's not really true in the world of investments. You know, a lot of people want you to think, oh, this guy, yeah, he's expensive, but, you know, he's got the crystal ball. No one has the crystal ball. No one. You don't want to pay for something that doesn't work. So a good advisor is always going to be evaluating your fees and costs. He's also going to be looking at your income planning for retirement. Now, even if you are retired, we need to make sure that you're still heading on the right track because you're not going to get the same rate of return every year. You're not going to get the same inflation rate every year. You're not going to get the same tax rate every year. So really, whatever an analytical work he or she is doing for you, that needs to be completely updated every single year. If it's not, you're not getting financial advice. You're working with a salesperson. Another thing is that person needs to clarify with you your targets and your goals. Is this still important to you? Is this still what you want to achieve? You know, the advisor can only do that which you've told them to do. So we need to understand what your goals are. You know, sometimes after I start putting together the plan for someone with a goal, they start realizing, realizing, you know what, I don't think I want to do that. Okay, fine. But let's have that conversation because if we don't, we're going to be planning for something that we don't want. And a good financial advisor is also going to work with you in dealing with your family, especially as it relates to the passing of your assets. You know, one of the things that we do with our clients is called a generations meeting. And that's where we bring all the adult children in with mom and dad. And we show them what mom and dad's net worth looks like today, assuming mom and dad are comfortable with this, of course, and what the plan is when mom and dad are done with the assets and how that's going to affect them individually and who has to play what role, what tax implications are going to be in place, etc. We want everybody to have a complete understanding of what's going on. And I'll tell you, man, it's one of the most powerful meetings that we do. Everybody seems to get a lot out of it, uh, especially mom and dad. So this is the type of things that a true advisor does. Now, again, most people don't have true advisors. They have salespeople. They have people that sell them products, and they run really simplistic analyses using one software program, you know, one size fits all. And they constantly say, oh, yeah, you're doing fine. But that's not really answering the problem. You know, when I go see the, my doctor for an annual checkup, I'm amazed the detail this guy provides me. Now, I pay a fair amount for him. He's one of these concierge docs. But in his case, you definitely get what you pay for. And he shows me. He shows me the details. He shows me the steps that I can take to improve my health so that 20, 30 years down the road, I'm not running into something really horrible, you know, as a result of any habits I might have today. So if this isn't the type of things you're getting, then you really need to reassess your situation. But I want to get back to this issue of taxes. Taxes are huge. They're not going to go away. And the way most people have their retirement structured, they are literally a ticking tax time bomb waiting to explode on the 401k, the IRA, the 403b. Now, the good news is with good planning, with good advice, there are proactive steps that you may be able to take to reduce these taxes or even eliminate them. But you have to have a strategy in place to do it. Now, there's complexities to this type of strategy. So to explain those complexities to you, what we do is we have a series of workshops throughout the year here in the Cincinnati area at local universities, specifically to teach our listeners the steps that they can take 
to reduce these taxes. Now, we've got one coming up this coming Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. at Indiana Wesleyan University in Westchester, just off of I-75. If you've got a 401k, a 403b, an IRA, you need to hear what we share with you at this workshop. You need to understand the long-term taxable implications that you're faced with on those accounts as well as on your Social Security benefits and the things that you can do to minimize or eliminate those taxes. So if you want to register for this workshop, I strongly encourage you to do so. Seating is very limited. Text the word SEMINAR to 555-888. Again, SEMINAR to 555-888. Or you can go to quizdan.com, click the button that says quizdan.com, and when, you're, when a, a message thing pops up, just say, please register me for the upcoming seminar. My office will get in touch with you. You can also give our office a call at 844-QUIZDAN. So a number of ways that you can register for this workshop. Probably the simplest way, if you have a smartphone, is just text the word SEMINAR to 555-888. I'll send you back a link. You click on the link, a little page pops up. Enter in your information. We'll get you, we'll get you set up. Holistic planning is more than just your investments. Investments are just one part. Again, investments to a plan for your financial future are like what medication is to your health plan. They're just the tools that we use. What we need is a comprehensive holistic strategy that looks at everything. And if you're not getting that, you're not getting real advice and you need to understand that. And there's an excellent chance you might be ignoring some of the biggest problems. I mean, think about it. It would almost be like if my doctor will only treat, I don't know, my asthma. I don't have asthma, but let's assume I did. And if you ignored everything else, well, guess what? Asthma is not going to kill me. It might make me uncomfortable, but it's probably, well, like some people do die from asthma. But for the most part, it probably won't. Be mindful of this. So again, 555-888, text the word seminar, Indiana Wesleyan University, this coming Tuesday night, 6.30 p.m. Here again is the number that you text, 555-888. In the message field, put the word seminar, and you'll be registered for that uh, event, for that seminar this week, this Thursday. All you have to do is click on the link that we'll send you after you send us the text and fill out your information. Again, it takes like 30 seconds to do this, maybe even less than that if you're a relatively quick typer. 844-QUIZ-DAN is the number to call if you don't have a smartphone. 844-784-9326. Just leave Dan your information. Let him know that you want to come to that event on Thursday night at Indiana Wesleyan University in Westchester, and he'll make sure to reserve a spot for you at the seminar. 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-QUIZ-DAN, or again, you can text the word SEMINAR to 555-888. Just text SEMINAR to 555-888. Much more still on the way here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. In fact, Tales from the Tax Side. It's coming up next. Dan Capril is your local advisor in Cincinnati and Dayton. He's a certified financial planner and the person that you can turn to for guidance and advice in the financial world. His team has offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. Call to schedule a complimentary review of your retirement plan by dialing 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. If you need some wealth coaching, some time to discuss how you can better prepare for retirement, then call Dan and the team at Matson and Capril at 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326.
Lurking in the shadows and hiding in every investable asset. There is no escaping from Tales from the Tax Side with Dan Capril. Well, this part of the show, you know what it is. It's Tales from the Tax Side, where Dan Capril will give us a good story from the world of celebrity, pop culture, sports, anything, politics, and then we'll relate it to your individual financial and investing life. Dan, I see the headline of this week's story from Tales from the Tax Side is, Will It Blend? And I'm hoping this is about the guy that just throws random stuff into a blender. That's exactly what it's about. Excellent. <laughs> That's exactly. Well, it kind of. Oh, kind of. Oh. If you've never seen that, there's a website called Will It Blend, and it, it features the Blendtec line of blenders. This and in there, the president, he wears a white lab coat, and he will put um, anything you want in there, and he'll show you how it can blend. I mean, it could be a, it could be a credit card. It could be a Big Mac. <laughs> um, yeah, some things, some things aren't going to blend. Um, iPhones. There's your blender uh, sound effect. Yeah, but I mean, it, look. If you want to, uh, you know, if you want to waste a lot of time, uh, there's there's websites out there. Will it blend? Is probably one of the more harmless ones that you can uh, that you can kill. But uh, yeah, so I didn't even know you were aware of that website. You know, I thought I was I was showing you something. I thought well, I saw the one one time where he did. Uh, I guess it was like CDs or something like that. Um, did it? Yeah. A, a, a cell phone. I saw a cell phone one. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's amazing with these the blades on these things and the speed at which they go. Well, if I could have a a, um, a site like that, it wouldn't be Will It Blend. It would be uh, Will It Deduct. Okay, which means you know, would you be able to you know write this off from your taxes? Now, it's interesting because people who work in the financial services industry, it's like we try to set the standard for pushing the envelope with the IRS. I don't know why. But, um, you know, we think we can do it. And, and a lot of them have that designation CPA. I mean, these guys should know better. But one of the more well-known, I mean, is there such thing as a famous CPA? Well, you know, there's a movie out now called The Accountant. Right, yeah. So, so I guess now CPAs will become in vogue. But if you are a CPA, there's no doubt you know the name Herbie Vest, who had a company for many years called HD Vest, which uh, he sold to Wells Fargo um, back in 2001, I think it was, for $125 million. So very successful guy. And one of the things that always haunted Herbie, naturally, was his own father's death. He actually found his father when he was two years old. Now, I don't know if he has any vivid memory about this, but his, um, his father hung himself. And the investigators, they had ruled it a suicide. Now, when Herbie sold the business, he decided, you know, i got to find something else. And he had received an anonymous letter from somebody claiming that it wasn't a suicide, that it was a, a murder. So Herbie, having a lot of money, decided, you know what, I'm going to spend these last few years of my life investigating my dad's death. And he spent over $6 million doing it. Oh, wow. So quite a bit of money. And he also, as he was going along with this, uh, he never did find the killer. But he, uh, he attempted to, uh, to write a book. And he hired a um, writer and a PR firm. Now, this was after he had done all of his efforts. Now, his motivation for this, who knows? But, I mean, obviously, I think he wanted to find his dad's killer, of course. But the motivation for the book and the movie, well, that may speak a little bit to his, um, his training as a CPA. Because what he attempted to do then was write off the full cost. You know, what he paid the private detective and the travel and all that other stuff. He tried to write it off as a business expense, given the fact that he was now trying to write a, a book or you know create a movie, uh, none of which came to fruition. 
And the court said no. So he, again, having lots of money, decided to challenge it. And he, and he took it to court. And the court said, no, look, you've never attempted to show any effort here to make money on this. This was never a, a business plan. You didn't write a business plan. Um, you don't have any background in this area. Clearly, this was an after-the-fact thought that you had. Uh, there was somebody similarly who tried to one year write off a whole year's worth of steak dinners. And his argument was that he was going to write a book on steak dinners. Now, he actually had a background in that field. However, the service then concluded, no, you can't do that because steak dinners are nutrition. You needed to eat anyway. Now, who knows? If Herb had set up a business going in, and maybe this would have been a business where you pay them to, to do murder investigation, and he was using his own as an example, he might have been able to pull it off. But he wasn't. And so as a result, he's going to have to fork out about $4 million in taxes. That, uh, that he wasn't going to oh have to gosh. fork out previously because he, launched, he lost this large deduction. All right, so, so what's the lesson to be learned in this? Well, first of all, Herb Vest obviously has no fear of the tax code. He has no fear of the IRS. If he did, he never would have tried this stuff. He knew this was going to be audited, but he figured it's like, will it blend? Well, let's try it. Let's throw it out there and let's see if they'll do it. Now, in his case, if they said no, he had the money. No problem. But at the very least, you know, he wasn't afraid. And I think that's good because I think particularly as business owners, we tend to hold off doing proactive planning out of fear that we're going to somehow raise a red flag. In fact, our accountants will tell us, oh, yeah, it's legal, but don't do it. What do you mean if it's legal, don't do it? Oh, you know, you might raise a red flag. If I raise a red flag and I have the documentation that I can do it properly, then what am I afraid of? I mean, less than 2% of all people get audited. So let's not, you know, allow the fear of getting audited get in the way of doing things right. The tax code's got over 70,000 pages in it. A lot of the steps put in the code are there to help small business owners and retirees. But too often we ignore them. Uh, you know, I mean, there's one uh, talk radio host, Sean Handy. He always talks about how he overpays his taxes intentionally. That's crazy. You know, because he's fearful of the IRS. Don't be fearful of the IRS. There's a court process. Just do it right. Understand what your options are and do them properly. You know, like, for example, one of the things I, I often point out to small business owners is, you know, one of the first questions I'll ask is, do you ever do company meetings off-site? And you know, very often, yeah, yeah, we have this retreat or we have these motivational meetings or whatever the case might be. Okay. And so what? You go to a hotel or a meeting hall and you pay them money? Yeah, exactly. Well, did you know that you could host those meetings at your house and your business could pay rent for the use of your home to you personally? Now, if you did that, you'd have two things going for you. Number one, you'd be able to deduct it at the business level as a business expense. And number two, as an individual, you can rent your house 14 days a year completely tax-free. So, for example, if you live in an NFL city, you know, let's say you live in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And the reason this law exists, believe it or not, is because of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Not a lot of hotels. And back in the day, the NFL used to play 14 games, not 16. So 14 games, seven home games. And so some congressmen decided, let's put it in the law that allows the residents of Green Bay to rent their homes out during Packer weekends. You know, someone comes in on a Friday, they rent the home, they're there Friday or Friday night, Saturday night, they go home Sunday, or maybe they come in Saturday and they're until Monday. And the point is, 
is that that'll allow for people to rent their house at fair market value. So you can do that anywhere. That's what people of Augusta, Georgia do. They don't pay tax on that week that they rent their house out for Master's Week. But business owners can do this too for legitimate business reasons. It's funny. I've, I've recommended this to a lot of people. And the first one who objects is always a CPA. And of course, I got to get on the phone. Why? It's a legitimate business meeting. They have documentation. And the CPA doesn't disagree with any of it. And then they just say, I just don't like it. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> I and like boy, it. I hate to tell you, but I've gotten a lot of CPAs fired over the years. Yeah, just and you know, and really, what it comes down to is, you know, the, the, I well, I don't want to pick on CPAs. I think in that specific instance, there was probably just a laziness a little bit on the CPA's part, not wanting to make sure that everything was was documented properly. The point here, folks, is that there are so many things within the tax code that you can do to minimize, reduce, eliminate taxes altogether. You just need to know what those things are. And too often, we've allowed financial planning to be just about investments. Investments are obviously a big part of it, but they're just one part of it. There's actually five major components to a good financial strategy. And you need to get advice, advice in all of them. But to me, the one that has the biggest threat to all of us is taxes. Because we as a generation, particularly those of us who are baby boomers and Generation X folks, we're sitting here with all of our money sitting in these tax-deferred accounts, 401ks, IRAs, 403bs. That money has yet to be taxed. Now, you put that money in the account figuring you could deduct it now at a high rate and then later when you're retired, pull it out at a low rate. But you don't know what the future tax rates are going to be. What happens if those rates go up? What happens if they double? And before you say that can't possibly happen, remember, the top marginal tax rate in U.S. history was once 94%. On average, the top marginal rate is 62%. Right now, it's only 39.6. There's plenty of room. Look, if Hillary Clinton wants to give free college away, she's going to have to raise taxes. And there aren't enough Donald Trumps in the world to pay for it. There aren't. It's going to have to come from the middle class and from retirees, from your savings. You know, it's amazing. You've probably spent a good part of your fortune educating your own children. Well, guess what? Some people in the government want you to educate other people's college too. And that's only going to come through rising income taxes. It's been estimated that in the next four years, 92% of treasury revenues are just going to go to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and the interest on the debt. They're going to have to raise treasury revenues and tax increases are how they're going to do it. So how do we protect ourselves? How do we protect ourselves so that the 401ks and the IRAs and social security benefits don't get taxed at an abusively high rate? Well, the great news is that in educating our listeners, we don't just talk about the problems. We do present the solutions. Hard to do, though, on a one-hour radio show. So throughout the year, we hold a number of workshops on various topics. This coming Tuesday... At 6.30 p.m. at Indiana Wesleyan University in Westchester, we're going to have another workshop. This one's called Retirement Rescue. And it's all about the steps that you can take to get a tax-free retirement, how you can minimize the taxes on your 401k, your 403b, your IRA, so that your Social Security benefits could pay to you tax-free as well. Now, seating is very limited at this. We just completed last month that uh, University of Dayton had over 100 people sign up for it. Come to this workshop. If you're sitting there with a 401k, a 403b, an IRA, you're 10 years away from retirement, you need the information that we're providing you at this workshop. This is not one of these product selling, 
Steak dinner workshops. This is at a university. I think we give away bottled water. That's it. And information. Information for you. So the way you register for this, very simple. You want to text the word seminar to 555-888. Text the word seminar. When you do that, you'll get a response back from me. You click on the link. It's going to send you to a web page. You then enter your information and you're registered. Now, if you're in the car, you don't want to do it that way. Great. I understand that. Just give our office a call. 844-QUIZ-DAN. 844-QUIZ-DAN. Give our office a call. We'll get you registered that way. Or you can go to quizdan.com later when you get home if you want to do it that way too if you're sitting in front of your computer. Multiple ways to do it. Retirement rescue. Learn the things that you can do to have a tax-free retirement. To minimize the taxes in your 401k, your 403b, or your IRA. Again, we're going to be at Indiana Wesleyan University, 6.30 p.m. This coming Tuesday, October 18th. Seating is limited, so move on it now. Again, this is the number to text, 555-888. Just put the word seminar into the message field and text that to 555-888. Click on the link and fill out the info. 30 seconds, you're done, and you can attend that event coming up this week uh, at Indiana Wesleyan University in Westchester. That's going to be on Thursday again. 844-QUIZ-DAN is your number to call if you don't have a smartphone or just prefer the phone call method. Again, I'll reiterate that's 844-784-9326, 844-QUIZ-DAN, the number to call, or the easiest way of all, text SEMINAR to 555-888. Dan, thanks for all the helpful information and uh, for another great show. And We'll look forward to chatting again next week. Fantastic. Everybody have a wonderful week. Absolutely. That's Dan Capril, your local wealth coach right here in Cincinnati and Dayton, serving you through all the surrounding communities. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Dan Capril is an investment advisor representative of MPM Wealth Advisors and Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC. Both firms are registered investment advisors. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a private policy statement for either firm, call 800-353-7923.